millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Morning, Alan. Yes, Morning, mate. And uh, welcome all to part three of Alan Hudson's World Cup Diary. We're going to call this one Anthony Patrick Hudson, you did us proud, son. How are you? You must be very proud, Alan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, for many reasons. But um, more importantly, uh, it brought back a lot of memories. Um, and I realised it after the match. I was very nervous beforehand. But I said to Anthony and, and the young Alan that uh, I was more nervous than... <clears throat> than when I played against the Germans uh, when they were world champions. But uh, And after the match, I, I just couldn't sleep. I was, it was like I relived it. And it was... Uh, I think it brought it all back to me after the match. Um, and, and after his, what he wrote in the Times the day before, that he'd love to be... You know, he'd love the USA to be England uh, for his dad, which was great, which was kind of... Um, kind of made me made me realise as we spoke before that he was living my dream, <clears throat> and it was a dream that really been taken away from me from you know you know my ongoing case with the FA with against Sir Ralph Ramsey, Don Revy, and the FA itself. It, you know, um, it all it, as as. I listened to Roy Keane say England were rubbish, and then uh, Graham Saunders took a different angle on it, praising the performance of the USA. But for me, it, I had a personal interest, so I got to look at it a different way, and I did look at it in a different way. Um, and it, and it, and uh, it kind of, uh, it, it kind of brought back all. Everything that I wanted to do, is, is, you know, all the years before, went into the 90 minutes. And as I watched the game, I was thinking, you know, uh, if I, if anyone was to judge me, I'm watching England play the United States the other night, and they'd have said, I wonder what, you know, cho- choose what team that Alan Hudson coached, it would have been the United States. Yeah. because of the way they played football and I thought they they were terrific uh, but um, obviously it's, it's through this my case up in, into a different uh, and, and I'm going to do something on it um, in, the ne- in the next few days I'm going to send something over to my lawyer and 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 put the, put that kind of case across that that this is what they've cost me, and it, although he took a different route to get where he's got, because he he failed as a footballer, where I got to the top and and got banned, and and two managers, as as we always end the show with two managers, the managers, um, mm. and 
subsequently, you know, responsible for what happened to me. But when Alan and I spoke to him after the game we're on a on a face call, it, you know, it was kind of he was kind of overwhelmed with he couldn't believe that he was standing in a stadium where there'd been eighty or thousand people, you know, sitting there, you know, responsible or half responsible for such a good performance, you know, um, which which it was. I thought it was fabulous performance. Over to you. Again, we look at managers and managers have a job and then we have coaches that the coaches have their role. We're not too sure how much influence the coaches have over the manager and conversely, but what we can say is Anthony is one of the coaches of the American national team. I wished him all the very best on Messenger uh, hours before the game and uh, I'll always stand by my words. I actually didn't want England to win and I told him that and I wanted the Americans to get something out of the game. If it meant a win, then great. And and only because of Anthony and I know how important it is because when you do lose, when you do get knocked out, the manager then tends to get sacked. The coaches go with them as well. So, you know, we want that boy to do as well as what he possibly can. If that means beating England, then so be it. Because as we said before, Blood's thicker than water and you're my friend and uh, you're almost like family. Probably talk to you more than I talk to my family. And the one thing that come back to me from Anthony is, um, and what a polite, what a lovely lad, doesn't need to messenger me and, and thank me for the message. But he said, I just I don't let my dad down. And I, and I think well, that was yeah. a massive thing. He said, I hope I do him proud. And I said, Anthony, you do do your dad proud. He's very proud of your son. Well, I, I, I think it's that, but I, I also think it's, uh, it, it, you know, people that would listen to it or read would read into it wrongly. It's a situation where uh, I was in, as a, what you have to understand, or people have to understand with my case, it's, um, you know, I was 24 when I, I was twenty, like twenty-two, when I was banned. But twenty-one I was, when 20, you was banned, Al. Well, twenty, mm-hmm. twenty-one, twenty, going on twenty-two. Yeah. And I was only a young kid, and I got banned. I didn't realize, I didn't realize at that time, the consequences it would bring later on in life. Um, and I was, but then I was twenty-four when I was kind of banned again. Uh, when Revy took over, and I played against the Germans, and and then I played one more game after that, which we won five 0 in a European Championship match. So, and then I I never played again. So I was kind of kicked out of England, and I ended up in America when I at the age of twenty seven. And in, and players don't really reach their peak till they're twenty seven, twenty eight in in a, in those days. You know, it was a little bit later with people like Teddy Sheridan played on till he was 40, but the game had changed uh, dramatically at that time. Um, but it, it just brought it all it brought it all back, and I just couldn't sleep after the game, and I thought of all these things going around here, yeah, what might have been. Uh, and, and I knew that uh, it was kind of, I've always said, I, I, <clears throat> I say to people about, I remember in 1970, I, I played against Newcastle and uh, uh, a namesake 
uh, Ray Hudson, who, who went on loan at the end of the season, which players did to the NASL in them days, and he played for Fort Lauderdale Strikers, and he looked a real good player. And I, I played against him at, at Newcastle at St James's Park one day, and he they called him Rocky. Uh, and he looked a right good player. And anyway, he went to Fort Lauderdale, and he was the same age as me, 18, 19. He never came back. Yeah. He fell in love with Fort Lauderdale, which I did years later, uh, as I did in, in, in Tampa Bay, you know. And and I wondered if I'd have been loaned out at that time, if I'd have came back, because I fell in love with the country. and uh, But I fell in love with it quite, a, you know, only because I only fell in love with it because I got kicked out of England. Basically, nobody wanted me because of firstly my FA ban and then being disregarded by whatever he did to me. Uh, it kind of cut my legs off, Dom Revy. You know that was it. I was finished, and uh, and I was out the door. And and then that 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 kind of gives managers after the 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 likes of Terry Neal at Arsenal. It gives them. Uh, and and like the band with Revy gave him an extra motive to to kick me out. Mm. You know they use that as well. And 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 you're forever the bad guy. You know, and 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 that's kind of what carried on. Whereas on the other uh, on the other side of it, you see Anthony's come along and he's he hasn't had them he hasn't had them hurdles in his way by going into coaching at his early age. Because he didn't make it as a player, he went into coach, he chose to go down that route and he's done it and he's ended up where I wanted to get through going a different route. But I couldn't get there because of these people. And that that's what that's what we always finish the show. And as I said, it's always a manager a manager like Waddington can make you and a manager like Neil can break you. And and that's what happened with the England managers and, and the same's happening again with Southgate. Um, as we've touched on so many times, and it's and it and it happened again the other night. You know, I think Roy Keane touched on it. I think Saunis touched on it. I think they're the two shrewdest judges on there. You know, uh, that Southgate's in a roundabout way. They've said that he's ruining the England team. I mean, they 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 were totally totally outclassed the other night in in the first forty five minutes in particular. And uh, all their best players were basically sitting on the bench. We've said this before on many occasions, Al. Neither of us are safe. And you you called him that years ago, Safegate. And it's difficult because Safegate and Safegate, it sounds very similar depending on your accent. But um, he has always played it safe. Your team, when you said you'd be managing the Americans, yes, you would. But if you was managing the England team, we posted up your starting eleven, and uh, and it would have been Saka on the right, Foden on the left, and Madison and Jack Grealish in the in the middle of the park. You would have played Callum Wilson up front with uh, with Harry Kane. That to me is a more balanced side. That that is a a more functional side. I actually can't see what England try and do because I looked at the midfield two of Bellingham and Rice and I thought, you know when you play Piggy in the middle 
It looked as though Rice was playing piggy in the middle for most of that game. He was standing <laughs> behind an American lad. He was coming off to the left, to the right. And I thought, the last time I've seen something like that was Ruby when we were playing piggy in the middle on the beach at Western. And I couldn't yeah. believe it. And Bellingham, I keep hearing this. 175 million, the the richest player in the World Cup, and I'm going, mate, you've got a better PR agent than COVID. Unbelievable! Yeah. I cannot get my head around the incompetence, the stupidity of the English press, and the naivety. And again, I'll use the word stupidity of all these people that surround the England bubble. I hear Gary Neville, and I've got no time for Gary Neville. But again, he dances round the issue. It's almost like Gareth is like um, not doing what he should do for the England team with them players on the bench. No, say what you mean, son. Gareth Southgate is letting the nation down because he ain't playing the best players. It's a, But nobody will say it. A little bit like Declan Rice on the pitch. He's playing piggy in the middle. They're all jocking around. Nobody wants to say what they think, Al, because if they do, they know that they'll get the bullet and they're all a load of shysters. Apart from Keynes, well, 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 that's right. I mean, that is, that that's that is the way of the world, anyway. That mm. is the way it's all. It's always been that way, but you, it's only really come to the fore because of the coverage now. Is that only because we got Sky TV and they're on every minute of the day talking about it, and they're they're just digging a bigger hole. We've been listening, me and Alan, I mean, this morning listening to Clinton Morrison talking about football. I mean, my God. You know, uh, we're talking about the World Cup here and, uh, you know, is, is this a competition that this is not a World Cup? Uh, we haven't seen, apart from Mbappe, we haven't seen anyone that's anywhere near world class in, in this tournament. It's it's just ridiculous. When you think George Best, George Best never kicked a ball in it, uh, they don't, people around the world don't even know about George Best, you know, it, and every four years he couldn't play in it, and yet we got this kind of... I mean, it's trash, really. We were so bad the other night that he makes a change, and you thought, oh, my God, he's only going to bring on Foden and Grealish at last, and he brings on Jordan Henderson. And and he's even more negative. He's gone sideways and backwards, and... You know, it's kind of hang on to what we got. And it was only because of the U.S. manager kind of half, half, he, 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 it wasn't fair, but he thought we don't want to lose this in the last kick of the match and we get knocked out. Uh, remember, they got a free kick on the right. Or, and he, 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 he said, no, just keep it. Don't knock it in the box. And they, they knocked it. They knocked it and thought, well, we're going to the last match with a chance, you know. Uh, but, only because they had played that well, uh, but results hadn't gone their way. I mean, had they played Wales last, if they, if, if they were going into Tuesday playing Wales, USA, they'd, you're basically they're through. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's that's the way it is. You can't, it's like the FA Cup, getting an easy draw in the FA Cup, I suppose. But, um, I mean, getting to the match itself, I mean, um, uh, I love what Sauna says. Uh, Sauna said, uh, he said, oh, they're going to kill me. He said, I won't be allowed back in Scotland saying what I'm, what I'm going to say. He said, but you, you've been running the England team down. He said, but hang on a minute. He says, 
you'll take don't take away from the Americans what the, their display. He said their display was superb. He says uh, they looked like they 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 look they didn't look like an upcoming team like many of these other teams. You, I mean, like Cameroon come and went, and these these other teams get to a certain stage and you think oh in eight years 12 years time they'll be good nations and they just disappear mm. but he said the united states of america they look like a team of, of with a great pedigree you know a great nation of football well that's because all these young players that went over when i was there are all you know they're they're intelligent about the game now and this kid in midfield who plays with juventus uh, you know the kid that missed a chance yeah um, strange haircut good player Oh, yeah, good player. Um, you know, and they played the game the way we like it played, you know. Um, they got two players at Fulham who played at the back, mm. uh, which helped them. Um, and the the reason it helped them so much because they, they play against these, they play against the likes of Harry Kane every week. So they weren't over, they weren't overwhelmed by it. By it. Whereas, if they'd have been ordinary American players, they might have been reading the reading the cuttings and the, these are the best players in the world. And England went into the match, you know, basically through through the group with all these superstars in their team, and they get all of a sudden we we sit down afterward and when we we analyse the game, we think about the game and we go, hang on a bit, we got Sterling, we hardly see Sterling in the game. Yeah. We've got Mason Mount. We hardly see him in the game. We got Saka. Hardly see him in the game because the left back played so well. Mm. And England don't didn't play to Saka's strength because he don't get as exactly what you said about he ain't gonna play well while he's got Rice running around in midfield mm. uh, because there's nobody to give him give him the ammunition he needs. Um, so and then we got Harry Kane through him not getting the kind of service. I mean, if he, if he played him up front for the United States, then we would have, they, they'd have won the other night. There's no, there's, there's no doubt about, you know, and, and that's the difference, you know, that's the difference between co- coaching and management. Um, go back to my man, what it, and, you know, it would have been quite clear that, you know, if you had a jigsaw puzzle, which I always call it, then, you know, you, you say there's something wrong here, you know, uh, Going back to Saunas, if you, if you watch it, you'd have thought that they might have been a Brazilians the other night at one stage. You know the way they were just toying with England. It was, it was the first forty-five minutes. I mean, we we sat in we sat in our, the Hudson household here with our American flag up, and we we wonder why we're not in front, kind of thing. You know, it was amazing. Absolutely, it's that midfield, and it's always been that mid- midfield. Mm-hmm. Games are won and lost for me in midfield. It, it, what makes the team tick? It's that link between the defence and the attack. And and you're right, Saka's coming deep, Sterling comes deep. Harry Kane was almost playing centre half at, at yeah. times. It was like the old quarterback position that you told the Americans, "This is what the position is." If you can imagine a quarterback, that's my role within the team. Harry Kane is supposed to be our goal scorer. Jimmy Ogan once said uh, about midfield players, you're like waiters in a restaurant. Your job is to serve the forwards. It was like self-service. It ain't going to work if we keep playing like that. Going back to the Americans, back in 1950 in Belo Horizonte, when uh, they beat us 
That was a massive shock. This wouldn't have been a massive shock now. The American game has come on leaps and bounds. You know, you look at the Americans, they're buying up Premier League football clubs. America are expanding. I think that the Americans have looked at their national games, the NFL. They do play a few games over in, in this country, but it's an American game, isn't it? You look at baseball, it's an American game. It's massive, but it's an American game. Ice hockey. It's a North American game. Football's a global game. I don't know whether the Americans have looked at it and thought, you know what, this gives us more kudos globally, soccer as we call it, football as the rest of the world calls it, and we've got the World Cup next time in our backyard, so we're going to be putting all out our feelers and doing as best as what we can, and we're going to, we can now rub shoulders with the big boys, we don't need to feel inferior like we did generations ago. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we've touched on this before as well, it's... it's, um, the difference between the NASL and the MSL. It's um, in, in our day there there was no Sky TV. Yeah. Uh, people in people in England used to laugh. I remember coming home from Seattle and people would say, "Oh, you're playing in that like Sunday league over there, are you?" I said, "Yeah, I am. Yeah, against Yane yeah, Cry from Beckenbauer and all that, you know, and George Best." You know, they might be in their 30s, but, I mean, uh, look at Lewandowski. You know, he's 35, 36, he's still scoring goals. Ronaldo still scoring goals. So these players were playing in the NSL when they were 32, 33, you know. And this is why the young players over there... But they, they, we weren't getting that exposure at that time. Yeah. There was no exposure. They wouldn't have... They wouldn't have uh, they wouldn't have soccer on TV in America because uh, they were frightened it would take over from the American, the three main American sports, yep. which were baseball, basketball, and football. And the owners of the football, big football club, and I knew one of them, I knew one of their sons, George Steinbrenner was one of the biggest owners of New York Giants. Uh, I knew him in Tampa Bay. I knew his son, uh, uh, I got on well with his son, uh, and and he told me one day he's, he says they won't allow foot, they won't allow soccer on TV because they've told the TV stations that if they do allow soccer they'll pull the plug on them, and they're they're multi um, I mean these billions now they're bringing in to buy football clubs that's that was what they were like then, yeah. but now they've accepted that soccer now be and 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 amazingly Paul. It's it's the girls that have done it mainly yeah. in yeah. the main for them, and uh, and right rightfully so. Anthony told us a year ago that there's there's trouble on the American FA because they the girls were suing the the American yes. FA and they won their case. Yeah, and rightfully so because they were getting crowds much bigger than what the the men were, and what we were, you know. It, it, it's it's an incredible, and I, 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 every word you've just said is true. You know they have they have looked at this and said four years down the road this is going to be a different ball game. You know, and uh, it won't be it, <laughs> there won't be none of this in Qatar. You know, uh, with the gay thing and everything else and all these coloured armbands and all that. You know what it's like in America. It will be one big party. 
you know, it'd be the greatest world. The, the next one will will be the, the the greatest World Cup. You see the Mexicans, it's it's going to be in Mexico as well. You see them last night. Yeah. You know, they're they're fantastic nations, and the Canadians are going to go there. So, three completely different countries. And it, we were talking about it with uh, with my granddaughter yesterday. You know, she's twelve now. She's going to be sixteen when that when that comes around, so it's going to be an incredible, the next World Cup's going to be just a blow this one out of the water. Absolutely, it's going to be deemed the greatest show on earth, I'm, I'm sure it will be, because there's no one that can sell anything like the Americans can. I must apologise, I did miss off basketball, that is quite a global game, they do play in a number of other countries. But Well they do, basically, you know, they call that netball as well, don't they? Yeah, of course they do, you it's know. like baseball but... game, isn't it? <laughs> But I mean, it's 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 you know we always say about you know people in this country they don't realise. I mean, when Anthony was in Colorado, he had that Tim Howard in goal for him. He was like thirty eight. He played at Manchester United, Everton, and all that, and uh, being American, and they said, well, they they should be they should be the greatest goalkeepers in the world because Americans are all of they're all about hand coordination, aren't they? They're all basketball and American football, you know, it's all about hand coordination in America. But now it's all, now it's the other way around. You know, they got players and we see it the other night. As I said, the kid, the boy, what's his name? McKinney. McKinney. The uh, the American Uh, boy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, him him and the captain, uh, I mean, they're only about... Five foot six, five foot seven. These two. two I like Musa as well. I think he's a fine player. I yeah, I think the three of them complemented mm, yeah. complemented each other superbly. Mm. As I say, they were just. I think it was just just clear to see that um, uh, they didn't have that thing up front. I mean, they scored a great goal in the first game. Uh, Where scored a great goal, uh, but that was a just where it just slipped him through, but. Yeah. I spoke to Don Shanks after the game, and he said he said exactly what I said without me saying it. He said when they were getting to the, you know, they were getting great positions on the edge of the box, and but they just had nothing in the box, and they were hitting crosses in. And I think Maguire headed far out, and I kept saying, "Why are they keep crossing it? Because they got nobody in there that can, you know, compete." You know, they they should be getting it to the byline and just smashing it in there, you know, and they did it. The, the one time they done it was when, when the kid hit over the bar. Yeah. Uh, and if they'd have went one nil up, that would have been game over because yeah, they would have kept the ball for longer spells. Mm-hmm. I think that America, and they and they did, they grew, they, they grew and grew and grew. And, and luckily enough, after the break, they, they didn't do what they did against Wales. You know, and thought they'd done enough because only because they knew that they couldn't get beat. I think you it's know. a great point that you made out about the the American women's team because they have been terrific, arguably the greatest side in the world, and have took that game of football. And when you look at the growth of football in America, you have to admire what the women have done. And you could argue that. <laughs> Okay, it may have happened, but I think that they've speeded up the process, and uh, and they really have put women's football on the map. Now the TV companies have got involved. I think you're right with the NASL; they never had that TV network. They were they they wouldn't because 
pretty much owned by other sports franchises. <clears throat> and I think it was when they lost the uh, the 1986 World Cup that went to uh, Mexico. Had America have got that, then I think football would have taken off earlier. But you know how politics and football shouldn't mix. I think it did mix there. And sadly, they didn't get it. And it did go to Mexico. But what I do wish is that the women would just be women and everybody should be included. And I think in this next World Cup, they will be included. But all I would say is, please, can you leave the rainbow laces? Please, can you leave all this rainbow, this sexuality away from football? Because I'm not interested. I like to watch the women play football. I think they've got some great footballers. But I don't care who's sleeping with who. I don't care who's gay and who's straight and who's don't know what they are and they're gender fluid or they're whatever they are, non-biological. I don't care about that. And I don't see how it's relevant in sport. It might be relevant in an American bar or an English bar if you're going to try and pick up a bird. And she says, do you know what? Bat for the other team. So, you know, jog on, son. I get that, but I just don't like all of this gay stuff, LGBT, but I don't, I wish they'd leave it alone because it um, it don't sit right for me in football. Well, is it? Yeah, I mean, it's only, it's, uh, they keep bringing this social media up. It's only like, I mean, it, if you imagine uh George best friend today and on being on the the greatest player in the world greatest player on the planet as they say and he, he's knocking about with two miss worlds at the same time that can you imagine what that would be like today mm. in in today's uh climate i mean they'll they'll be all hell how dare he do that you know and, and everything else and in, in, in you've only got to look at the boxing you know, the gay thing in boxing. Mm. I mean, my goodness. If anyone really, they, they've only scratched the surface with that. I mean, I could tell you stories about in the boxing game about the gays there, but they don't bring that into it. Exactly. It's only because, only because, only because in the game now there's so much money and players are earning so much money. Mm. And, you know, um, going back to the girls, I mean, the once again, the, the, the girls have put us in the shade, you know, yeah. what they've done in the Euro. I watched the, I watched the semi-final and the, and the final of the Euros of the, of the women's football, and they put us to shame. Mm. The way they went from the start, only because, again, as we'll, we'll finish the show when we do, is it, it's all down to management again and co- the coaching. The, the girl that manages the England uh, women's team, if she managed a... Men's Euro team, they we'd have won it. We would have, we would have beat Italy by three or four if she would have been in charge of us because she'd have had a completely different way of playing. She'd have said, "Let's go and take these apart," which which England did in the Euros, and they they weren't favourites to win the Euros, even though it was in this country. Mm. You know, it's uh, it's amazing. Can we amazing. trade Serena? Can we trade Serena for Gareth? Get Gareth out the way and put Serena in charge of the team. Well, because again, the way... it's about philosophy, Alan. It not what you've got between your legs; it's what you've got between your ears. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, the, you know, stranger things have happened. The, you know, the, I mean, uh, we, me and my Alan here, we we talk about my dad, and my, my dad would turn, and you know, he wouldn't believe, and the same as yours, and everybody else is around around 
this age group, you know, wouldn't believe of the, the what's going on in the world today as regards women. You know, my dad used to say, you know, you know I remember I wrote my first book and say, behind every great man, there's a woman in the kitchen, you know. <laughs> uh, and and that was what it was all about. And that was, that was the way it was. But now, you know, the you can see that this girl that runs the England, that coaches the England team has know what it's all about. She actually knows about the game and her philosophy is 10 times better than Southgate. Mm. And, and there wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't be anti her being in, in taking over the men's team because yeah. it's only about common sense. Absolutely. And, and and common sense, you know, we've been talking for a couple of years now, doing this show for a couple of years now. And we go, um, yeah, is it really? Yeah, four or five years yeah. we've been doing Well, there you go. Oh, don't I, you're making me feel old now. Um, uh, actually, I felt quite old when I thought about four years down the road when in America. I thought, oh, here we go again. Yeah. But, no, it wouldn't be, you know, you know how the world has changed that much. But, I mean, they're, they're taking over the TV anyway, haven't they? The girls are now taking over the TV. Yeah, they, they are now. They, there's more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's no more females on TV now if we're talking about the men's game than there are men. What's, so what's your today, take yeah. on that, Al? I mean, I, 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 like, like I, I like the girls presenting because I think it's a bit of eye candy. So, so I like that. But when they're commenting, when they're talking about the game, I'll be honest, I don't like it. I want to see players that were good players. Again, I'm not interested in Michael Richards, whatever he's got to say. I listened to Sooners because he was a great player. I listened to uh, Kino, great player. And they say it as they see it, and it's common sense. But a lot of these other people, they, they must have really good agents because they're, they're too woolly and woke for me. I, I, I think... Women, concentrate on your women's game, men on the men's game, and let's get some decent pundits there because I'm almost now, I turn it off before the, um, and, and, and I was listening, it was all about this bloody armband before the American game, and then it was all about Bellingham's development. I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm almost falling to sleep. And then I see Anthony Hudson and Alan Hudson. I thought, now this is what you want before a game of football. Let's talk about proper football, not this periphery load of crap. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree entirely. I think um, 
I always go back to the Billy Jean King thing with uh, how fantastic she was in the, in women's tennis and what she done for women's tennis, and she never for a minute got involved with a men's game whatsoever. No, it was all about she, her fight against her fight for women's rights in in tennis, and she won the battle. Uh, was fantastic. What she done? What she done for American tennis was incredible. But she never, for one minute, poked her nose into the men's game because she knew it was two completely different sports. Yep. You know, she she done she done the gig with uh, Bobby Riggs, was it or whatever, and she played him for a million pound or something because he had a lot of money. And you know, that was that was just great PR. Mm. But she knew that. Men couldn't play against women because of the serving and all that. And the same thing applies in football. We're just talk, talking about We're talking about this morning the, the Ron Harris tackle on George Best and all these players rolling around on the floor today. You know, the greatest goal I've ever ever seen, apart from the Maradona goal, which we'll, you know, we would never see another one of him in the World Cup. But, um, you know, the Maradona goal we watched again yesterday. Uh, Against England, the best goal, the 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 one goal they should show all the time on TV now is the George Best goal against Ron Harris when he tried to kick him up Manchester High Street. Yeah, and he and he rolled he rolled the tackle and Benetti come out. He walked round Benetti. How he kept his feet on that ground, I don't know. And he and he's been scythed across the waist. Yeah. Uh, and they don't show that today. They should show that. that, that that's an education for young players. Uh, but they don't show it. And the, they'd, well, not they'd rather go on the floor. They would be on the floor because when Ron Harris kicked you, you know, you, you were kicked. It's as simple as that. But again, the uh, day, you didn't want to go on the floor because you felt that you could stand on your feet and score the goal. You know, whatever level of football that you played, whether he was playing in a playground or school team or Sunday's team or whatever, you wouldn't go down. You, you know, you didn't want the opponent to know that they got the, the, the better of you. But as you say, these days, they've only got a blow on them and, and they're over. It's ridiculous. Well, they do it all over the field. That's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the horrible thing about it, exactly. uh, the, the damaging thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like the, it's like the thing about they said about the the balls in play were only fifty seven minutes, you know, and yeah. it, uh, and it's like players today, you know, they're rolling around on the floor, and you think, get up, get on with the game, you know. They did dive in in the sixties and the seventies, and the Italians built yeah. it into the game, mm. uh, but they don't. They only di- They dived in the in the penalty area. Francis Lee was known for it. Rodney Marsh was known for it. Yeah. If they made a name for themselves. Get, they, they were trying to get penalties. But that's quite understandable. If a player's going to kick you in the box, then you go down. Yeah. But you don't drive around on the halfway line for someone who's tackled you from... There ain't no tackling from behind today anyway. No, exactly. They've, they've and, got it and, and most of, most of the time, Paul, the, no, it's never mentioned on telly that most of these tackles and people going down injured are because of these boots they wear. Yeah. They're paper-thin boots. And I see a fella rolling around on the floor. He's got uh, aluminium studs in on, plas- in on plastic boots. Yeah. Now, someone said that most of these injuries is people treading on each other's toes. Mm. Now, that couldn't happen in our day. No, it couldn't. And you, I think you're right in referencing old 
bits of film that, that sadly they don't. Okay, occasionally they have done. But I think we spoke about it on um, part two of the, the goals that, that were scored in the World Cup and that goal that Pelly scored uh, in the 1958 Cup final. That should be played over and over again. And clips of some of the Brazilians in the 60s in 1962. Uh, Garincha, for instance, what a fantastic player. Football is about an education and sadly we're not being educated and we should be. It's only focusing on the now. I did hear, um, I, I woke up this morning, which is always nice to wake up uh, in the morning, and I put my phone on, and there was a debate on Talk Sport, which, I mean, I've not got the greatest. Um, I, I do like to listen to some people on Talk Sport, but I think most of them, it's more more talking shite than sport, to be fair. No, and that, and no, they were yeah. comparing um, Maradona and Messi and saying who's a goat. And I'm thinking, well, the goat means greatest of all time. So you actually can't have two goats. You can have two goats in a field and, you know, to make more goats, you probably do need two goats. But you can't have two goats in football. One is the greatest of all time. And I think it's very unfair to judge because you look at Di Stefano, you look at Pushkas, you look at Best, you look at Cruyff, you look at Maradona. OK, in modern times, you'd look at Messi, you'd look at Ronaldo and, and one or two others. I think Mbappe is going to be at that level. I think he already is at that level. But I think it's really difficult to to judge. But when you're looking at Messi, Messi is a great player. I watched him last night and I thought you do look as though the years have caught up with you. You said that about Modric uh, in uh, the last Euros when England played him and you're absolutely right. And you look at this, it's almost like the OAP's World Cup. Most of the great players, the star players, are over the age of 35, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah. But go 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 back a step to what you what you just spoke about. It's um, when you talk about Messi um, and Maradona, you know that that's just a great example. You know that's a prime example of what this conversation the conversation's been on TV about the greats of all time. What's a rubbish this morning on the that Clinton Morrison talking about? What would he know about the greats of all time? He never played at that level anyway. Yeah. Uh, but when when you look at, I mean, I'm nobody loves Lionel Messi more than me. I think he's just an incredible talent. Mm. He's, he's been a genius since for his size and what he went through as a kid and his background and all that. He was never going to kick a ball because of his illness and everything else. It's it's an incredible story. But in all, you know, the, the reality of all of this is Lionel Messi and Ronaldo come to that could never have done what Maradona done in Italy. No. When he went there, it was the hardest league. That was a hard league. It I mean, that you know, Italy now, if uh, look, if Abrahams can go to Italy and score 20 goals in a season, then I could still go and play there, I think. You know. Uh, but when Maradona went to Napoli and, and did what he did there, and the way that... I mean, there was... If you watch the film, there was four and five Italians. All the, they're all trying to get their name in the headlines of trying to put him out of the game. Yeah. You know, it, it, was in, it was phenomenal over there. And that was apart from what he did off the field as well. His off the field life was unbelievable. I don't even know how he, he got through 90 minutes, let alone was the best player. Mm. And he won him the, 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 the only title 
So Messi couldn't have done that. And I, the, the, there's not an argument. It, you know, you have these arguments in pubs and other people have a few drinks and you just say, well, go away. Don't, don't, don't even, this is not even an argument. There is no argument there. Maradona, you know, there would never be another Maradona as good as Messi is and as good as Ronaldo is. You know, they're, they're totally different players. But Maradona, you know, he won the world. He's the only man that's ever won the World Cup on his own. Yeah, he was he was phenomenal. I mean, for me, I, I would. I mean, I was a little bit young, really, to to see Pele at his pomp. He was more or less um, finished by the time I started watching football. But well, he was he, he was Paul, but he was mm. you know Pele was Pele was probably the greatest player on earth. Yeah. But he had ten others around him who exactly. were who weren't bad. You know, they weren't bad. You know, we were talking, Alan and I were talking, yes, about the, you know, the team that Maradona uh, played in and won the World Cup and this team, and I don't know who was worse. This is such a poor Argentinian side. It's incredible. It is diabolical. Uh, But the one that Maradona won that when when England couldn't beat them, you know, they they, they keep making excuses about the hand of God. I blame Shilton for that anyway. He's mm. six foot two, Shilton, and Maradona's five foot six, for God's sake, you know, and and he's allowed to use his hands, Shilton. You know, he was just he's just slow coming off his line. All right, he cheated, but didn't Thierry Henry? Didn't yeah. Gary Lineker cheat against Cameroon when he dived twice? So did Paul you know? Scholes against any Petersburg? Well, absolutely, mm. absolutely. You know, so that's it's it's all one way. It's yeah. all uh, they've, they've got different coloured eyeballs, haven't they? You know, uh, if Maradona if, that, if Maradona had been playing for England when that when that happened, uh, he would have been a hero. Hundred percent. And what I'll always say yeah. is, when you're judging a player on how brilliant that they they were, and you're right. I mean, Maradona for me, Maradona is the greatest player I've, I've ever seen play football. But when you're looking at World Cup teams. You know, teams that have actually won and lifted the the Jules Rimet. You look at that team in Brazil that Pelly played uh, with, and and you're right. You could name probably four, five, six, and and that was really before I started watching football that I could name. Then, do you know what? I couldn't name you another player that played with Maradona in '86. I think that's how poor the Argentinian side was. I can't name anybody else apart from Diego Maradona, who single-handedly, you're absolutely spot on, won in the World Cup, then went over to Napoli, who'd never won anything before. It went for a world record figure. They sold the shirts overnight and raised the money that they'd spent to, to buy Maradona. And he won him a European Cup. I think it was a UEFA Cup, wasn't it? And um, yeah. and and he, and he won the uh, he won the league as well, the first league. And as you say, the stick that that kid took was phenomenal. The stick that the other Ronaldo took as well. I mean, he won the World Cup with dodgy knees, didn't he? I mean, what a player he was. These some of these players we just forget. Who else has caught your eye out? Um, the Saudi Arabians. I haven't seen much of the World Cup because I've been working, but I've seen bits of it. Certainly the night games. I looked at that game last night and I thought, if Argentina get knocked out, Maradona will be a pauper, and if Argentina get through and he scored the goal, they'll be calling him the goat. They are so fickle. But what I'm kind of getting from the social media uh, is that. These Saudi Arabians have played a nice brand of football. What's your take on them? Well, they, I mean, they were fortunate, really. I mean, they were fortunate that Argentina, uh, I mean, it was like watching a, a 
a Sunday league game, mm. uh, the way Saudi were in the first in the first forty five minutes of Argentina, they should have been five 0 up because they were wide open at the back and just Argentinian. You know, I wouldn't call them naive. They're not naive because they're all multi-millionaires, so yeah. they can't be that stupid. But um, it, it was just... I think they realised at half-time that their game plan weren't going to work uh, Saudi, and they went... You know, they only had two shots, by the way, Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, and they won 2-1. Uh, they they played yesterday. We wanted them to get in front for a certain... for a different reason. Yeah. And they missed a penalty, uh, bang on half time. They're very active. I mean, these nations now, they're, you know, they, they've got lots of ability. They, they're incredibly fit. They reckon that uh, the geezer that coaches them as a great organiser, well, he didn't organise the first 45 minutes that good. They, they do talk, uh, your word is shite, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they do talk that way. Uh, yeah, you know, there there are they're, they're they're tough teams to beat. You know, um, there's two or three teams. That I said there's going to be a shock. This I'd said beforehand that I didn't fancy Brazil or Argentina. To be quite honest, uh, there's going to be a shock. I think someone's going to come out of the pack and win this. Who's caught your eye? Is it? I mean, I, I saw a little bit of Spain when I come in from work, and I thought, blimey, they look decent. I'm looking forward to Spain against Germany tonight. Uh, the Germans against Japan doing the Germans. Great result for the Japanese. And if you ever want a nation to come and clean your ground, Japan's the call, isn't it? What great <laughs> fans they are. They bring their own bin liners with them, don't they? But I am looking forward to uh, to Spain. Um, but there's nobody else really, apart from Mbappe, that, I, that I've seen. I thought, wow. You look decent, but I am going to sit down with a nice glass of red tonight and watch Spain because I think they've got some. I'm looking forward to looking at this Gavi and uh, and Pedri in particular, two midfield players that look real, real top stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the great thing about the the good, the, the really good, great thing about the 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 attraction of the Spanish game today is. Uh, they won their first game emphatically. Yeah. Um, they don't need to beat Germany today. Uh, they're under no pressure to win the game. Mm. Uh, if they come out of it with a draw, they'll be happy, but they'll just go and play. Yeah. Their manager will say to them, look, there ain't no pressure on you. The pressure's on Germany to get a result here. Let's go and play our football. And they can play. You know, we've seen the we've seen them, the young kids growing up at Barcelona. These these kids can play, you know. And you know, I had to laugh the other night because I was on my way to my friend's pub to watch a to watch a game, and just before I left home, Graham Sauna says, "I love the look of this Spanish side." Uh, he said, "They look they're so talented. I've seen them play, so but I don't know where they're going to get a goal from." So <laughs> I'm I'm go on my way to the pub with my mate, and he said, "Oh, I back Spain." I says, "What? Where are they going to get a goal from?" And he flicked over his fa- he flicked on his phone. He went, "Well, there's only ten minutes gone. They're two 0 up." <laughs> <laughs> so they end up winning seven. So, but nobody's thrown that in Graham Tourney's face. I'm I'm afraid if I was on TV, I'd have I'd have to have said something to Graham about that. 
But I think he's a great judge and he's, he's a great, great player and a great man. But it would be in, just in, in fun, you know, because this is this is football. This is what happens in football, mm. you know. Who, 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 nobody could say that they're going to score seven goals. They, they couldn't score seven goals. It's just ridiculous, you know. But that's what happens. Once, once you get, it's like getting the monkey off his shoulder, isn't it? You know, once that yeah. first, they scored in the yeah. first minute, like England against Iran. If England hadn't scored two goals in the first ten minutes, there's no way they'd have won six two. Iran would have grew into the game, like you know, it's like if England had scored after two minutes against the Americans the other night, it would have deflated the, the Americans. They couldn't have, they couldn't have played as well as they played, you know, because England would have grew in stature and they'd have thought, well, we're through, you know. It, it would have been that early goal is, is so crucial in any game, and uh, that's what happened with Spanish. And that that that's the that's the attraction tonight. It's going to be great to watch Spain because they go out and play. They will they will have absolutely no pressure on them to win the game, so they go out and play. And by going out and play, they'll they'll be. I think they'll certainly to beat Germany on this on on the strength of that because there ain't no pressure on to win. Absolutely. And in fairness to uh, Tsui and anybody else that said where they're going to get the goals from, it was their Achilles heel in the Euros because they played fantastic football, but they just couldn't finish off the chances. But uh, I mean, they certainly found a way to finish off the chances uh, the other night. Seven times. Fantastic. So we're looking forward to that. We're also going to be looking forward to um, America playing against uh, Iran. Seven o'clock on... uh, is it? Oh, they're both playing at seven it o'clock. Is. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've got. They've got. Yeah, her, that's they? a good. Yeah, I mean that's that's better really. To be fair, because sometimes when you look at playing these games, you know what you've got to do because the, the games have been played before. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm guessing you're going to be watching Iran versus America rather than Wales versus England, and uh, we're hoping All day that. Long. Ant- yeah, we're hoping that Anthony can see the job through and the Americans can see the job through and qualify. How do you see that game going, Al? Uh, Iran first game looked like panel beaters. Second game looked like world beaters. So uh, they are a bit of a a funny side. But consistently, America have been a good unit, good solid unit. I think the Americans will smash them. You know, uh, I I said earlier on that, uh, and I said it, the other day, it's it's just a shame that uh, on a personal level, and um, you know, I'm not going to sound like probably a manager that making excuse, but it's not an excuse. Uh, it's just the way the matches have turned out that Wales are that poor. Yeah, they really are. Even their own manager said uh, at least he was honest. You know, Southgate would have made an excuse about their the performance, but he said they just didn't turn up. None of them individually and collectively, they would, they were hopeless. And uh, I'm afraid that's what they were in the first game. And but the USA didn't take uh, advantage of that. Mm. They were one nil up, and I thought they took their foot off the gas and and Wales put the big fella on up front, threw everything at them, and and it come off. But um, I think Iran, as you're saying about Iran. Um, USA know they've got to win this game where they haven't had to win the first two games. Yes. They've had to survive. They've had to get they've had to go into the last game knowing they're not knocked out. So 
let's hope that you know but they again they they got to get someone who can knock it in the net and it's as simple as that you know it's like argentina last night they were heading in, into oblivion uh and it's only his left foot that saves them it wasn't it wasn't the wonder goal they're talking about but it was a wonder goal because it was the importance of it mm. you know it wasn't mad they were saying it's magic but that was just an a lionel messi shot from outside the box yeah and by the way, uh, if it had been Neuer in goal, I think he would have saved it. Yes. You know, uh, it's the difference between the goalkeepers. Yeah, it is. And, and, and that's it, isn't it? You can have a shot, a goalie will save it. Another goalkeeper goes in the back of the net. It's fine margins and, and again, if only. But he did say that it's a game, you know, it kind of almost is knockout now. But for the Iranians, they actually have one more point because they won their game against Wales. America have got two points. So a draw does see Iran go through. Do you think Iran will go and park that bus and will America break them down? What's vital in that game? And, you know, it, it sounds like you're stating the bleedingly obvious, but to score a goal early for America, that changes everything. If it stays nil-nil later on in the game, it, it almost comes, you know... A war of attrition, doesn't it? And can you break down that that side that you're facing? So let's hope that they can hit the front running and score a goal early. Well, it's uh, it's a funny, you know, it's like as going going back to Argentina last night. It's like, uh, you know, they look doomed. Yeah. I, I did I did still think that Messi is anyone going to come up with it? It'd be him. Um, and it's like I said to Andy the other day, you know, have a word with Pulisic before you go out there and mention as if this is the biggest game of his life, you know, and that's got that's got to apply yeah. against Iran. If anyone can break the defence down, he can do it. Mm. Uh, I'm very disappointed of him at Chelsea and his overall performance against Wales weren't good enough. I think he should have been a match winner in that game and he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Let's hope he stands up. He, he was man of the match the other night. He got the man of the match award. Uh, so that should, you know, give him a little bit of confidence going into this. And again, one of the coaches has got to say to him, look, this is the biggest game in our history. Yes. And it really is. Yeah. If they're going to hold the next World Cup, they don't want to get knocked, knocked out in the group stages of this one. Mm. You know, it, it don't bode too well. No, it doesn't. So let's hope that they can get off to that good start. Because when you look at that free midfield, I think they are very, very competent. You look at Pulisic and then you look at Weir. They've got good quality in that final third. It's just that goal scorer that, that you know, you alluded to it earlier. Had they have had Harry Kane, they'd have beat the English. Had they had a player like yeah. Harry Kane as a central striker that can score goals, then um, you'd, you'd really fancy them. You could fancy yeah. them to go quite deep in the competition because they look a bloody good side, America. Well, let's hope that this Graham Saunders says before the game where they're going to get a goal from and they might beat them seventh. <laughs> Who knows? Absolutely. It's a funny old game, mate, as our old mate Harry Enfield said. But, um, no, it's, you know, you don't know where you're going to get a goal from. I mean, I, I remember playing for my best football at Stoke and, uh, we used to win games 1-0 and 1-0 and 1-0, and, and, but we used to have the ball all the time. But we were always confident we'd score yeah. because we knew a goal would come wherever it came from. Mainly it was Greenoff. Greenoff was our best source of uh, scoring valuable goals. 
But you, you do. You once you got midfield players like the three we just mentioned, mm. uh, who can create. I think they'll. They're, I think going into the game, they'll be confident they can win. I, I think we got. We kind of got that vibe the other night talking to Anthony after the game that they can, they're going into this game now and they can win it. I think that's the positive attitude that you've got to take into any game and you've got to go for the win. I mean, I guess if yeah. Iran come out and do play for the draw, he could play into the Americans' hands because I think that if you go out to win and you don't achieve what you, you, your aim is, you, you can at least draw. I think if you go in to draw a game and you don't achieve what you, you, you wanted to, you actually get beat. So I always think it's so negative and so bad to go into a game just to try and get a draw. We could do with that referee that you had against Ipswich all those years ago, well, as well, to be fair, couldn't we? Well, I'm going to have to dig him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're coming oh, well. in. It doesn't, it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how you get it, as long as you get it. And at the end yes. of the day, you get what you deserve. And, yeah. you know, it, it's like if, it, if the Americans had scored the other night, England would have been in a bit of trouble. And yeah. now, the, now they've only got three points and America got four points. You know, and they're going to the last game against Wales and... And they Wales are going to go. Oi, oi, this is a different ball game now. Yeah. You know, we if we beat England, but you can't. I I think I think England will beat Wales convincingly. I think this is a poor Wales team. Mm. Uh, you know, it's like uh, again Gareth Bowes. I mean, the three these players in the tournament. You, uh, Gareth Bowes scored a penalty, hasn't he? Um, Messi scored a penalty, Ronaldo scored a penalty, Lewandowski missed a penalty and he scored his first ever goal. Yes, he, you know, the the, all, the big players in the, the the people that don't know about, they, they've gone to Qatar, these are the best players in the world. Well, they're not the best players in the world now. They're too old and, you know, they've only scored from the penalty spot uh, where we see... Mbappé stole the game off from yesterday with his two goals. It's just superb. Uh, the geezer's on a different level, and he's tw- well. He's twenty-three years of age. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, it, it's what he's going to be. It's not what he is now. He's yeah. not the greatest player in the world now, but he, in the next two, three years, and his at- his whole attitude, his work ethic, everything about him. Whereas Neymar's got it all wrong. This fella's got it all right. Um, Someone said the other day, with uh, the best thing can happen to Brazil is Neymar not play because mm. they're a better team without him, and there's a lot of truth in that. But if you take Mbappe out the French team, then they they're no hopers. Absolutely, you always say one mate, one man doesn't make a team, but one man done half make a difference. Oh, done half help, yeah. yeah. Where are you going to be Absolutely. watching? Are you you back round Allen's watching the game under the stars and stripes? No, I'll, I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll have my the American flag in my flat in Chelsea, uh, <laughs> overlooking Chelsea football ground. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I'll I'll be. Uh, I've got a couple of friends coming round to celebrate, hopefully. And uh, and hope, hopefully we can uh, onwards and upwards from there. And will you um, be talking to Anthony before the game and uh, passing on a little bit of uh, advice, some little golden nuggets? No, his brother will. He, he listens okay. to his brother more than he listens to me. But um, I just send him the odd email and uh, just a little. I I don't think he. I don't think he. All I all I said to him the other day in an email is if you get a chance. Uh, just before the kickoff, just remind Pulisic of how 
important this game is, and they need him. Yeah. But you know, uh, that that little uh, arm around his shoulder and whisper in the ear is telling him how good he is, and to prove it tonight, does them make a difference? Uh, we all know that as individuals. And if you've got that little bit of ability, and he has got he has got the, the ability. When he hit the bar the other night against England, you yeah. know, if if he was just a little bit more confident, had a little bit more confidence, I think he he might have stole another yard and put that in. You know, it's it's all about as you say, small margins. Absolutely. Uh, um, but great, you I mean, I'm really, I'm really, I was. So disappointed. I couldn't sleep after the game the other night. As I say, that's what brought me on to the opening of the show. And I, I couldn't sleep thinking of, oh, my God, you know, if only they'd have scored. But uh, after after sleeping on it, of a, a little bit of sleep, um, I'm really looking forward to Tuesday, and I think they can win, yeah. Well, let's hope you get a good night's sleep tonight, a good night's sleep Monday. You'd think I was playing, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and let's hope you don't sleep Tuesday because that would mean that America have won and you're still yeah. brimming and you're going to have a party around the uh, the flat in Chelsea with all your pals. And So good luck, Anthony. Good luck to everybody in yeah. America. Good luck, England, as well. Let's hope Southgate... Um, actually finds the courage to play the better players. Guessing that he won't. Well, I just we hope, I don't hope. know. I, I don't know if there's any way that they can meet again, is there? I don't, because they're going to get the old Vera Lynn song out, couldn't they, you know? <laughs> if, they could, if they could meet them again, if they both go through and somewhere again, they clash again. Because if, if, if there's a boxing match on TV now, but if... It would be like a boxing match next time. It's if they, because if they went in, if they went in par for the course the other night, America yeah. would have won. Yeah. But the England knew that they didn't have to win, because a point would have done them the other night, and that's what they played for. That's what they got, and they were so unimpressive getting it. And uh, I always think that if I'd have played in, if I, if my everlasting memory of playing in a World Cup was to play like they did the other night. Uh, it wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't want to come back to England, and in, in I wouldn't come back to England with a good frame of mind. You, you, it's the biggest stage on earth, and you want to, you want to show your best performance, and that, if that's the best they can give, it's not good enough. Absolutely, hundred percent. And we will be playing the Vera Lynn song if we do meet again. But I guess you know, if both nations go deep into the tournament, they actually will meet again somewhere along the way. So, hey, well, who I'd knows? Say. Who knows, Al? Till next time, mate. All the best. Hope you have a great night, Tuesday. Thank you, mate. And um, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers, Oddie. Speak soon. Cheers, Paul. Good night. Bye bye, Nate. Bye bye. Ta-da, mate. Ta-da. Ta-da.